Welcome to Moment by Moment, a podcast of Oak Hills Church with the goal to help you answer and navigate the current issues of today with a biblical view. Hello and welcome to our third episode of our podcast, Moment by Moment, with your hosts, J.D. Mason and Travis Eads. Travis, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Having a great day. I'm excited to be here. And today we're going to be discussing something that's, I mean, it's very pivotal, especially in the time period that we're living in right now. It's on gender identity. This is a conversation that parents are having, that um, you know, kids are having, adults are having, everybody's having this conversation, and we wanna make sure we're having it from the right perspective. So, Travis, are you an expert in this? Uh, that would be a no. <laughs> I'm not either, right? So we, we wanna be clear, we are not experts, right? But sure. we do wanna give a biblical perspective, and we also wanna help, you know, we're gonna have a conversation, and so we're yeah. just gonna have it, you know? And let's, let's just go ahead and begin with how was your week? Right. Okay. You're not going to, we're not doing that. JD, you are going to tell us about your week because you've got much bigger things going on than oh I do. Boy. Come on. All right. So I was trying to get out of this. Uh, just got married this week. It was amazing. Uh, super awesome. Um, you know, it's a once in a lifetime situation. So locked in for life now. Congrats, um, man. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We're, we're all in agreement. She is your much better half. Oh, hundred, hundred percent better yeah. half. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I'm going to get bonus points for saying that. But yes. <laughs> much better looking half smarter than me. Eat all the above. You know what I'm saying? Yep, we agree. So, yep. <laughs> uh, super thankful for that, man. God is good. Seriously. But I'm back, you know, I'm back in Texas, super glad. And That's so, awesome. uh, yeah, excited to discuss this, you know, it's interesting, you know, wherever you go, this conversation is going to find you. That's right. Uh, it's everywhere you look. It's in every TV show now. It's in every movie yeah. now, you know? And so I'm excited to be able to just open this up, unpack it, um, and let's just talk about it. So even from just like a generic standpoint, when you think about the relationships that you've had uh, in your life, that you've had in your life, you know, and now, you know, you're leading a, a church in this also, when, when you consider all the conversations you've had, where, where, does, where do you land with that? You know, where do you begin that conversation thinking about the relationships that you have? Well, I, I think it's an important conversation to have. I mean, it's obviously kind of a hot topic right. in our culture right now. Uh, but we're all leaning in because the implications of this uh, impact us all. Right. I mean, sometimes we see the the social media, we see the news headlines, and it might be, you know, uh, something maybe about women's athletics. That's that's kind of the recent yeah. one, you know, that's kind of come up. So, so it impacts us all. But I, I think one of the reasons why this is such an important conversation to all of us is not just the headlines or the implications. Right. It's It really does drive deep to something within us, and that is that question of, of who am I? It's that mm. question of simply identity. So where, where do I come from and, and who am I? Right. Like, and so I think this cultural moment that we're in, uh, or this, this, you might call it an identity movement, you know, is uh, something that impacts us all. And so it's, it's a really important conversation for us to have, uh, because, you know, speaking of culture too, uh, it, it's kind of hard for us to reflect on culture sometimes, right? Because like we're we're in it. Our right. friends, these relationships that right. we're talking about. Because you and I, we both have relationships with with people who are are wrestling and struggling yeah. with this question of who am I and even gender identity. Exactly. And so, uh, you know, how do you how do you speak to that? How do you walk alongside of people? And because we're in it, we're in this culture. And you you can just look at the way that the conversation has even changed even in the last five years or so. So, you know, we're in a very different conversation. Uh, You know, we're immersed in it. 
And so I think this is a conversation where we need to back up and and really have some some understanding. You know, I think it's Proverbs 23 and 4. It talks about uh, through wisdom, the house is built. Yeah, it's established in understanding and and knowledge is the thing that fills the rooms with these beautiful and rare, you know, treasures. And so it's not just something it's not just a conversation about like how do we feel about it or, or that sort of thing. But there needs to be some wisdom. There needs to be some understanding. And so I'm, I'm glad that we're having this conversation. Yeah. And, you know, with that preface, I think it's, you know, along with that, the conversation has changed. But where we are now is you, you, you see it everywhere you go. No matter where you look, you're going to see it. Yeah. And so with your relationships, yep. tell me about a conversation you've had uh, in the past or maybe present where this has come up. Where does it start? Where does it end? What, what advice are you giving? Kind of walk us through that. Yeah, well, you know, it uh, impacts me. I mean, I've, I've got a lot of personal relationships uh, with people um, who would wrestle with gender identity. Uh, and as I've mentioned before in other podcasts, you know, I've got four kids, yeah. you know, all Gen Z, you yeah. know. And so uh, just getting to walk with them and getting to walk with their friends, you know, you talk about it being everywhere. I mean, this is all they know. Speaking yeah. of Gen Z, I mean, this is like they there are certain things they have no context for. They, they don't know what a world without Internet is. They don't know what a world without right. a, a, a phone in every pocket. Yeah. Right. Like they don't even they don't even know what it was to have to rewind a VHS tape and take it the back struggle. to the, the store. <laughs> you know, so Blood so in their, especially in their culture, this is really this conversation is all that they know. So, yeah, we've had a lot of conversations around the around the dinner table you know about uh how how to think about this and how to how to even be able to talk about it and how to you know of course with in our christian faith how do we love others you know that's that's primary uh but how do we stand for truth at the same time and so a lot of different situations and it really does it it comes down to the situation it comes down to the person uh it comes down to being you know listening being loving being respectful but also kind of knowing where your convictions are at you know because we want uh, speaking of wisdom and understanding we want to be able to come at this and a from a, uh, a place of, of truth based mm. in reality, based in w- what is natural and what is real in our world. And, uh, and yes, as people of faith, based in, in Scripture. Yeah. And so when you think biblically, you know, when you're having this conversation with your kids and when yep. you're talking about uh, how to understand it, how to talk about it, how to yep. conversate with your friends when you're at school, wherever you find yourself, you know, biblically, where are you pointing them to? Where, can we, where should we be looking at? Yeah, I think this is an awesome opportunity to be able to look at the at the whole of Scripture, too. And, uh, you know, even being able to go back to the beginning and in the beginning, God creates in the in the beginning. God is love. God is creator. He is love. He uh, creates in this perfect, beautiful uh, design that he has. So that's that's really the, the starting place. But then scripturally, we don't have to go very far in the Bible. We, we get to uh, Genesis 1, 26 and 27, verses 26 and 27, mm-hmm. where it talks about then God is creating mankind yeah. in his own image. Right. And then it says male and female, he created them. Yep. So there's something about this good God, this perfect, holy God 
creating us and saying, I'm not just going to create them. I'm going to create them in my image. And then he creates them male and female. So there's something about being male and being female that is, it, it bears witness to the image of the very image of God. Right. And so that's like foundational in this conversation when you go to scripture and looking at that, that God created uh, with a, a specific design mm. and one that was uh, a design that leads to wholeness, right. a design that leads to love, okay. that, that leads to, um, to his intent. And I think that's the beginning place in scripture. That's good. And you know, when I think about the beginning place and when I think about God created us on purpose, for purpose. Yep. So if you're asking yourself, why am I created this way? Why do I have this struggle? It's interesting. I have a friend, you know, one of my lifelong friends, one of my closest friends, in fact, and he has this struggle. And his his thing was, I don't know why I was created with this struggle. And I told him, I said, listen, everybody was made uh, with the struggle they have because they can conquer it. Does that make sense? God is not going to give you more than you can handle. So if you're if you're questioning yourself and you're saying, God, why did you create this in me? I think what we can what we can encourage somebody with biblically. When I look at the when I look at scripture, there are men in the Bible and women in the Bible who have struggled with things that are way more difficult than what I've when I, that I, what I struggle with, right? Yeah. And there are other things that I feel like I struggle with that other people haven't. And so you might be sitting here and you might be telling yourself, "I'm the only person with this struggle." I want to encourage you that God is created in you the strength and the power to overcome whatever struggle you're going through. And as long as you're struggling, therein lies you understanding where Christ is in your life. Because if you're struggling, that means you're fighting. That means you have the Holy Spirit in you telling you, hey, listen, this isn't normal, you know, but it's okay. He didn't say, oops, oh, man, I, for I forgot about, no, he didn't forget about you. That's he right. sees you, he loves you. And he under, and we do have a true image of what we are to be when we consider the image of Christ. He created us male and female. It's right there in scripture. That is what we believe. That is what we stand on. We love everybody. We want to have the conversation. We understand it's a struggle and that's okay. But hey, you know, as we continue this, where else in scripture, Travis, would you, would you tell us to point to, to look to, to read and to have these conversations from? Um, that kind of walk us through uh, even more in depth, like we have the baseline. I love that. You, you laid out the framework. You know, and so when somebody's asking themselves, you know, did God make a mistake? Yeah. You know, where, where in scripture are we looking at? Well, you know, you mentioned, why am I struggling? Right. I, I think another way, what we're really asking is, so why do I feel this way? Mm. This intense feeling of uh, what we might call, you know, gender dysphoria, right? right? Like uh, the, the biology doesn't match the psychology or the yep. way I feel inside. Why does it not match this, this body that, that I've been given? Um, and so I think one of the things that we have to look at is the fact that we can't. Because one of the things that's being said in culture today uh, is that feelings, uh, w we can totally rely on our feelings to yep. guide us. So to me, that's, you know, and that why am I struggling? Why do I feel this way? I think we have to go back and just look at what can we really count on our feelings to, to give us and to guide us. Right. You know, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I in my life have experienced my feelings taking me places I didn't want to go, paths I didn't want to go. I mean, just the little things. I mean, right. yeah. okay, this is trivial, but yesterday I woke up. Uh, I didn't feel like working out. Guess what I didn't do? Work out. I didn't work out. I, I didn't. I didn't feel like it. Um, okay, I'll give you one that's a little less trivial. Okay. All right. Let's get it. All right. 
my wife and I, we get in this argument, kind of one of those that like, you don't even know what you're arguing about. Yeah. Just wait, JD, you're going to you know, learn, <laughs> learn about these. Okay. Uh, you know, but then it kind of gets into the, like the, the silent treatment. It's like, uh, you're not even you. talking and you know, you know that you should, should swallow your pride right. and say, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, she says, I have a hard time saying that. I <laughs> and, and I think I do, but, uh, I didn't feel like saying, I'm sorry. Well, guess what I didn't do. Right. Oh, so I, and, and again, maybe that's a little trivial compared to what we're talking about, but here's the point. If I can't trust my feelings, mm. uh, now we're talking about unchecked. We know our feelings. We know our emotions are important right. to our, our flourishing and our health. And, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about going unchecked mm. and just saying, man, I'm going to let my, my feelings just drive this whole deal. We, we know in our own lives, uh, that they unchecked aren't good guides for us in right. life. So are we going to allow those things to be the guide for us in these big decisions? Like we're talking about life's big questions like, who am I? Are we going to let our feelings alone guide those things? I think that's a big question that our culture is, is wrestling with right now. Because it's easy to say, yeah, however you feel uh, determines who you are. And who you are, that's who you're always going to be. There it is right there. It's Listen, what you do, the struggles that you have, it's not who you are. That, that's right. You're not destined to be like, you know, oh man, I have the struggle. I'm always going to be this way. That's the freedom in Christ that we live in. All of us struggle with sin. Surprise. Like, yep. <laughs> oh, nobody's perfect. I'm that's not perfect right. unless you are. Dude, nope. Nope. Okay. No I just was perfect checking. here. Uh, nobody's <laughs> perfect here. And we can say that and, you know, and, and truly believe that we can still, you know, continue to be like Christ, even though we know we're not perfect. And I think the freedom in being able to say, hey, this is my struggle and yep. not and not feel the condemnation of you will be judged. I think that is one of the number one fears of somebody not even saying I struggle with gender identity. Yeah, I struggle with certain sins because of the 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 repercussions that they're going to receive from other people. And I think that in the church, we can do a better job of letting people know, hey, listen, everybody struggles. We we are a place where you can discuss those struggles. We all struggle. The, the Bible is riddled with stories, right? And it's not of perfect people. It's of people who doubted God, who committed adultery, committed murder. You know what I mean? We see every sin in the Bible. Homosexuality is in the Bible. And so when, when we consider the things that we're battling with, when we consider our response, it has to be with the, the lens of we all struggle, but God still loves you. We don't condone the sin, but we do love the person. And therein lies how we should respond as a church is love, but also with the knowledge of, hey, this is what, this is what biblical truth is. Yeah. You know, God created us man and female. We understand that that is, we're an image of Christ. And so we do stand by that. We wanna help you along understand that. And so I love how you put out the framework. You know, this is, this is, this is the understanding, this is the baseline, you know? Yeah. But we all sin, we all struggle, N- nobody's perfect. But we do want people to feel comfortable having those conversations. And so as a parent, you know, give me another example of a conversation. Maybe it's a specific conversation you have with one of your kids about gender identity. Maybe it was one of their friends, you know, just give us give us some finite things that you said as a parent from this perspective. Yeah. Well, uh, one time comes to mind. Um, Okay, so this was like the first time that everybody kind of went around and had to say their name, but not only that, but their personal pronouns. Okay, right. And so the question was, Dad, how? What do I? What do I do? Like, if 
if I do that, am I, am I being loving and respectful? If I just affirm now there's a word for our our culture that, that says, if you love someone, that Mm -hmm. means you affirm everything about them, their choices, everything. Um, or, you know, if, if I, if I don't do that, will that be disrespectful? Will that be the unloving thing? Uh, and can I, how do I still stand for what, what I believe about this? And so that was a conversation that we went to, um, and, and this is, this is what I would say, like if, if, if a parent were, uh, struggling with this with their, with their child or someone was like, okay, where, where do I start in this conversation with a friend or, or my child? I really would point them back to, uh, in scripture to, to first Corinthians 13. So first Corinthians 13 is that chapter about love and you've already mentioned it and it is our guiding i mean we we can't i think it was aw tozer who said we can't um we can't pray in love and then live in hate yeah and there's a lot of scripture that talks about that you (laughs) cannot say that you love god and then and then not love your neighbor so how do we do that and that's what i love about first corinthians 13 because love is patient Mm -hmm. love is kind Okay. So, and then it starts to give the, the list right there. Right. Um, but then there's something in, uh, in verse six, it says love doesn't, uh, uh rejoice in evil. Basically it, right. it, it rejoices in truth. Mm-hmm. So right there in the middle of this chapter on love, Paul says it rejoices in truth. Mm. And so those are the things that we have to keep uh, in mind. So love is not just affirming and saying, you're okay. I'm okay. Whatever you want. That's, that's my way of loving you is to affirm right. everything. You know, we, we wouldn't do that in, in other areas of life. Right. Um, but sometimes love also includes, well, love always includes truth. You, mm-hmm. you just can't have love without truth. Right. You know, what is real? What is natural? What is reality? We, we can't have love if we don't acknowledge reality. Mm. And so those are some of the conversations that we've had around our dinner table. And I've always, you know, told my kids, hey, be respectful, be, be loving. Don't, there's, there's no need to be belligerent to make a point. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to, uh, it, love is not rude. It is yeah. not self-seeking. It, yeah. it, you see, it's all there. Yeah. So I would encourage anybody uh, before you have a conversation, go to First Corinthians 13, read it, digest it, really let it soak in uh, and, and be your guide. Mm, that's good. And so the conclusion was you told your son to, to say what he believes, but say it in love. That's right. And I think that's really that's that is the ending point is stand for what you believe biblically, but say it in love, have conversations in love. If we respond to people like we all respond to other sins, we respond in those same type of ways, um, then people would be more prone to have those conversations. They wouldn't oh, yeah. feel shunned. That's they wouldn't right. feel like, man, I'm really afraid to have this conversation. Man, I, I just, I'm afraid of what the church is going to say to me. I'm afraid of how they're going to look at me. They're never going to look at me the same. you know. And those are the people that Jesus went to. He went to the outliers. He went to the people who felt like they couldn't come to him. You know, and so I think it's that's a picture of Jesus's love. And that's how we should be. That's how we should act. And, you know, I am I'm glad we had this conversation. You know, it's it's just it's so relevant. It's all around us. And that's exactly what we want to continue talking about. 
is relevant things that people are already discussing, that people are wrestling with, yeah. you know, and we're not experts, but we, we do want to give a biblical perspective. So we thank you for joining us on our moment by moment podcast. And let me tell you something. Uh, thank you for everybody sharing. Thank you for everybody commenting. Thank you for everybody telling somebody about this podcast. Seriously, without your shares, we wouldn't be able to reach as many people as we've have, you know, had the blessing to reach. But seriously, thank you for joining us on Moment by Moment for our third episode. And I'm excited for our next episode. I hope you guys join us next week. We will see you then. Thanks for joining us for our Moment by Moment podcast. Be sure to tune in next week.